opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program host and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by TCN TV Network Incorporated. Due to the social nature of this broadcasting channel, videos may contain content copyrighted by another entity or person. The TCN TV Network claims no rights to the said content. TCN TV Network cannot be held accountable for the copyrighted content. TCN TV Network is a messenger and sharer of information and strives to verify but cannot warrant the accuracy of copyrights or completeness of the information on this program. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Reel live at the TCN Network Studios in Brampton. Um, I hope you had a fantastic weekend. We are live, as always, on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Andrew, this is my guest, Andrew Atia. I knew I was going <laughs> to not screw it up, so good on me. But yeah. thanks for coming on the yeah. show, buddy. Thanks I really for having appreciate me. Thank it. you. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Andrew, you're a broker with Remax, right? You're running yep. your team, uh, Atia and Associates. Yeah. Um, we actually met through mo the majority of uh, the guests that we've had on the show so far um, have usually been through a group called Real Estate Hacks. And if you're a realtor and you're watching this or listening to us on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, um, or you're tuning in live on, on our uh, TCN Network uh, YouTube channel. Um, we have a group called Real Estate Hacks, and it's for realtors specifically. You know, we might have a couple mortgage brokers, yeah. lawyer here and there, yeah. uh, but majority of the, of the uh, members are realtors. And if you are a realtor, go check it out. Uh, you know, send a request for approval to join, and, and I'll take a look at it. But Andrew, I met you um, through Real Estate Hacks. And the reason why I wanted you to come on the show is because Andrew's one of those guys that is, is constantly uh, lending his support and, you know, offering advice on, uh, you know, the random posts uh, that we have. Um, you know, so I really wanted to get you on the show, yeah. pick your brain a little bit. So Thanks. thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate yeah. it. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I just want to point out real estate access is North American wide guys, so it's not limited to yeah. Ontario or Canada. Well, so you know, there's, people, yeah. we got people in Spain, yeah. in Italy, yeah, it's uh, international. In the UK. Yeah, so it's a good referral network for for those in in other areas and information you know that's relevant to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. So take me from the beginning, man. When did when did you start in real estate? Uh, so officially eight years ago. Uh, yeah, thirty six now. Um, but when I was twenty one, I I went through and I wanted to become a realtor. Yeah. Um, genuinely wanted to become a realtor and not for, for any reason of, of not going through school or anything like that. I just, yep. my parents went through the process of selling a house once and, and that realtor kind of became family to us and I kind of yeah. looked up to the guy and, and that was, I saw myself doing something right. along those lines. So, um, I, I was working on the real estate courses. I passed them when I was 21, finished, got up right to the last one, um, and was a waiter at the time at, at Alice Fazuli's in Oakville. And, uh, Sure enough, Daryl Bud from Bud's BMW walks in, and oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, him and his wife are uh, her girlfriend at the time. She became his wife. Uh, we're having dinner, and uh, and I was a waiter. And at the end of dinner, um, he said, "I'd like you to come work for me." And I jokingly just said to him, "You know, I, I'm not going to wash cars for a living." Mm -hmm. um, and he goes, "No, no, I'd like you to come and sell them." 
So obviously, as a, as a waiter, you're intrigued, right? Yeah, BMW absolutely. Is, yeah, you know, here's Bud's BMW. You drive past it all the time in Oakville. They're a yeah. landmark, and and so jumped at the opportunity and and kind of went and met him on the Monday, um, and the rest was kind of history. There, we end up uh, you know selling cars for close to six and a half years. Oh wow. Yeah, so from there, transitioned into private wealth management. Um, it was great for, for the year that I did it, but really wasn't my thing. So I came back to BMW and started working back towards getting my real estate license again. Okay. Um, so very quickly transitioned through that. Um, and kind of the writing was on the wall. Something happened at work and just moved into real estate straight from there. Right on. Yeah. So where is uh, where are you based out of? So right Milton. now we're based out of Milton. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Mississauga my, my whole life. So, you know, we represent Peel and Mississauga. Uh, sorry, Peel and Halton. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my team's willing to go into those two markets and, and we can do it with extreme success. Okay. And so uh, off air before we, we started the show, we were kind of talking about, um, you know, a lot of realtors. Well, I think I forget the stat, but I think the North America or the NAR said that 87% of all realtors fail within their first five years. And we were talking off air that you didn't have the best first two years, oh, man, right? No. But ever since then, it was um, you know on a, and, you're, and you're on a trajectory, yeah, to, to keep selling more and, and yeah. making more. So, yeah. what do you think was like the biggest turning point for you? Like, how do you go from I don't know if, if you want me to say, but how yeah. do you go from making you know forty seven combined <laughs> in your two years, and then and then going yeah. from you know just exploding from there? Yeah, you know, funny enough, uh, the turning point in my career. Um, is is solely attributed to to an agent in my office, and and he'll go unnamed, um, but it, it was so pivotal what happened, and it's one of those situations that it it, it would be crushing for for almost anybody, and myself included. But I kind of made the decision at that point to take that opportunity and run with it, and I'll share with you exactly what happened. I had had a listing, I transitioned into a brand new Remax office. I was always been yeah. with Remax, but I moved from Oakville to Milton because my wife and I were we are just moving there. Um, and I got this listing right off the bat and I went in and I kind of gave the advice, but I, I ran with whatever the client was saying. Mm, yeah. Been there. And rather be in a position where I'm giving the advice, I'm letting the client kind of dictate what's going on and I'm just kind of running with it. Cause I'm so excited. I got my first listing. Right. Ever, right. Yep. Um, so client gets frustrated, but a month in the house isn't selling. So one of the biggest agents at our, that time in our office, um, gets solicited for the listing he lived on the street whatnot yeah and so we jump on a three-way call and he's he's politely telling me i'm about to lose the listing mm-hmm. um and that he's going to take it and that he'll pay me a referral and etc and for a person like me that was crushing to my ego right of course but it was so important to really listen on that call and what i got from it was this is that he spoke with such a level of confidence and delivered an impactful message to the seller as to how he was going to transition them from not being able to sell the home to selling their home. Mm-hmm. And I was going to help them successfully navigate through that. And when I heard that confidence, that's when I kind of sat back and analyzed myself and said, that's what I'm missing. Mm-hmm. I need to be better informed. I need yeah. to understand my market inside and out. I need to know my inventory like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. And I need to go and I need to deliver that message in a way that gives people confidence that I know what I'm doing. Right. And that was a turning point in my career. It was confidence. It's that little confidence. Yeah. And, and the ability to communicate that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and not letting a situation like that crush you because mm-hmm. it happens to everybody. They're the best of the best lose listings. Right. Absolutely. Right? And and so if you're as a rookie coming in, it, to expect that you're not going to lose a listing is is great. It sets goals, but it's not, a, it's not a realistic mindset. Right. So, I mean, effectively, 
What kind of, for, for a brand new rookie realtor, how, how can they be informed of the market? I mean, what tools do we have at our disposable? Uh, I mean, other than, you know, you, you, can, you can deep dive into the matrix, but what can a, a, a rookie realtor out there do to kind of be well informed and communicate that with their clients? Yeah, I mean, look at, look at things outside of real estate per se. So, you know, first and foremost, I tell the buyer's agents on my team, um, you need to understand your inventory around you. So Treb and Matrix both have automatic updates that can send you. Yep. So set up automatic updates for yourself as if you were a client and make them for a broader area, the market that you serve. Mm-hmm. And really know what's coming up. Um, you look at a stockbroker, the most successful stock traders in the world the first thing they're doing is looking at their screen and, and getting right. an update as to what's going on and, Absolutely. and getting informed, right? So understand your inventory, understand what it is you're, you're, you're selling, what you're advising people on doing. Um, and then listen to external factors. What are other things that people talk about that affects real estate? And, and start to get really comfortable with delivering those conversations in mm. a professional manner. Right. Um, yeah, th- th- that's my advice there. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, uh, be, you know, obviously just two and a half short years ago, uh, I was in that position and um, it, it wasn't more of um, a confidence issue with me, to yeah. be honest, but it was definitely, uh, you know, a, a young guy not being informed about the market, trying to, you know, use his confidence to, um, you know, win over those listings, but, you know, stumble when it came to, okay, so how much did that house sell for? And if I'm selling a, a house in that same neighborhood, I should know that. Right, but I quickly opened up my phone or computer. Oh, let me just tell yeah. you. But you know what? When we had that meeting uh, with Josh Flagg when he when he came to Niagara just a couple of months ago, that was the one question that he asked me. He's like, "Well, what was the highest price home sold here?" And I was like, uh, I, "I'm not sure." Like, I'm like, "What what what market are you talking about? Niagara on the Lake, Niagara Falls?" And he's like, "That shouldn't matter." He's like, "You should know." And who owned that house? I'm like. Uh, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> right? But it, it's so it's it's exactly what you're saying. You, you not only have to have that confidence, but you have to be well informed, and you have to be able to communicate that to your clients. We're going to take a short break, uh, and then we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. With so many newspapers within the community, it's sometimes hard to tell what separates us from the rest. Most of the time, they all brag about the same thing. You know, the large circulations, tons of online views, and it can go on and on. But what really separates the Toronto Caribbean newspaper apart from everybody else? Well, it's simple. Our service. No, seriously. Hi, I'm Grant Browning, founder and CEO of the Toronto Caribbean newspaper. I have over 20 years of branding and marketing experience, and I've worked with countless companies and corporations to do one thing, and that is to raise their profits with their brand. With over 40 years of combined experience in branding and marketing, our amazing staff is fully prepared to sit down and figure out exactly what you need to stand out from your competitors. The reason why you don't see that anymore is because... The ad is too powerful, bring too much people. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Give us a call today. We'll be happy to help. My name is Trish Curling, and I am an online coach personal trainer and yoga teacher, and your new host of Shaping Life, which is all about understanding that we have the ability and the control to take charge of our health and wellness. But we can't do it alone, and I can't wait to sit down with the best in the industry. Please tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. live here on the TCN Network.
Okay, thank you for coming uh, or sticking with us, guys. We are back. Um, before we left for the break, we were talking about, um, you know, communicating effectively with our clients. Um, but, you know, you're in Real Estate Hacks. A lot of that is, is not only support, but it's also referrals, right? And, you know, we as real realtors and leaders and, you know, people who really want to take control of our business, we really have to look at the full circle of where our income comes from. Um, or where our business comes from. So it's it's not just prospecting and door knocking and, you know, um, however you, you get your local uh, clients, but it's also about building a referral network um, and having the ability to communicate effectively with them as well. Um, so you were mentioning that, that you actually don't do a whole lot of marketing now. Yeah. You, you're, you're almost all uh, referrals, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So how do you build a successful referral business? Um, I, I mean, first and foremost, you need to hold yourself to a higher regard, right? So you need to, to deliver on everything that you say you're going to deliver to your clients and yep. really build that trust. But furthermore to that, it's extremely important that you ask for the referral, right? Like, a lot of agents are really scared to ask for a referral. Or they're never too busy. Yeah, or they're never, never too busy. <laughs> that post that was actually, <laughs> Chuck, I mean, yeah. that, was, that couldn't be more spot on. Um, you know, in terms of language and Chuck's a master at language. So when he posts, yeah. you know, people should really take that and, and run with it. Um, but he definitely highlighted a very important thing. And that is that just putting it in your email is not enough. Not enough. It's not enough. You no. need to train people on how to treat you. And, and I, and I, I build that through my team and I tell them guys, like I ask for a referral twice in my listing presentation, just to be clear. Mm -hmm. So I'm out there soliciting their business. And at the same time, asking for a referral, mm -hmm. right? So I'm, I'm training people to go to work for me. And, and it's simply this is people want to help people. They do. They and do. if you do a good job and, and you're very good at what you do, people are going to want to put their neck mm -hmm. on the line to give your name out. Um, so you got to take that and, and kind of embody that and, and really make that a focus is that you're going to deliver a, a service. Mm -hmm. um, people are going to work with you because they trust you. And, yep. and based on that, they're going to then give your name out, mm -hmm. right? So it keeps you accountable and, and, and really dictating your business and acting with integrity and at the same time it gets your business down the road yeah so other than other than um you know uh offering value and you know totally going over the top and servicing do you have any types of follow-up in terms of referrals i mean are you do you have a crm with you know just hey just i remembered your birthday send them a card or like yeah. do you do kind of that buffini style of of referrals or is it more of just on a personal level yeah, it's really on a personal level. You're going to call this crazy, but I literally just got a CRM like, I think four months ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, my CRM was my phone and, and it was just conversations mm -hmm. with people. My database was like 196 people and, you know, we're putting out some pretty big production. And, and yeah. so it was growing really organically and really, really slow. Um, the most important thing was that I just kept in touch with people and I was very, very real with them. Mm -hmm. Um keeping on you know top of mind having just meaningful conversations yeah not always yeah. asking for a referral when you call more of just hey how you doing absolutely right people want to know that they're cared about and that they're more than just a transaction and there's a variety of ways to do that so you take what you can and, mm -hmm. and you mesh it into who you are and run with it yeah i i, I completely agree and and you know what I, all the big producers who are watching this and i i can see a couple of you on um they're gonna think i'm crazy because i'm gonna kind of the same <laughs> as you like i only got uh, a, a CRM just to only, you know, maybe in January and in and around there when I was starting. Um, uh, no, actually, I got it technically two years ago with Agent Locator when I started with them, which is an amazing company that does lead gen and, and analytics and everything. But anyways, um, I just didn't know how to use it. 
And when I finally found out um, how to use it, I got with a company called Constant Contact. It's just basically email marketing, and it's a good way to touch base with your clients, future clients, past clients. Um, but but at the same time, I'm like you, where I don't utilize it in a way that is, you know, you know, just sending those yeah, yeah. emails and yeah, you yeah. know. But what I do do is I have my phone, and every once in a while, I'll get this urge to text a certain client, or I'll get an urge. And I know that sounds totally disorganized, but the, the clients appreciate it yeah, a little bit more, yeah, right? Because yeah. it, it's not an email that they know that you've sent to everybody yeah, in your database. Yeah. It's a personalized text message or call um, that keeps you top of mind. Yeah. And you know what? It helps that sometimes sometimes you don't want to add your clients to Facebook or something like that. <laughs> but for me, I absolutely love it because yeah. I get to see what their family's doing. Um, I get to see, you know, if, if they're, if they're, niece or sorry if their if their uh, daughter had a baby or something yeah, like yeah, that you know exactly. i get to keep in touch yeah. but but another thing is is you build all these relationships with your clients um you know i've got clients that just moved to new york city to drop their kid off for who's going to um um uh i get what do you call it when you go to school to become a yeah. lawyer um but and but they kept they're like hey we just arrived in nyc you know and you, you build those strong relationships and if they ever come across somebody who they need or they know who's going to sell or, or buy, they're going to definitely put my name out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's about building those small connections um, with those little personalized touches. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the CRM is only good if you use it. And, and so don't get too caught up in getting a CRM if you don't intend on fully using it. Yeah. Um, you, it's a mindset that you got to get into. You got to make it a tool um, and a resource for you. So, so CRMs are, are great. Um, but if you are going to jump in, you got to kind of jump in full board and you got to make use of it. Otherwise you're, you're just burning money. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, relationships is everything. And, and, and to your point, you know, as you continue to grow, it becomes difficult to maintain it that way. And that's why the CRM kind of becomes vital. So mm -hmm. the CRM becomes a tool. It, it's not a, it's not going to make it impersonal. It's just an additional tool in your, Absolutely. you know, bucket of resources to keep in touch with people because mm -hmm. you just can't call everybody every day. Right. At Absolutely. All times, right. At Absolutely. All times, yeah. Um, but yeah, referrals again are built on trust and you got to go out there and you got to ask for them. Um, and you got to be very, very thankful for them, right? You got to be strategic in the way that, that you accept referrals from people. So, um, anytime someone calls me and says, you know, Andrew, we've got a referral for you. They want to list their home. They want to buy a home. Um, you know, because our team has got a commercial, uh, side to the business, you know, they've got a business that they'd like to sell, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, we automatically ask them to contact that person back uh, to ask them if it's okay for us to get their information, if it would be okay for us to call them. Mm -hmm. We do that for a couple of reasons. One is is communication is is only bonded or only becomes binding um, if it's given back, right? So if someone calls and says, hey, do you know someone I'm in real estate? And I go, yeah, I know Andrew Perry. And that's it. And I go, you know, uh, uh, here's his information. Yeah. You can call him whenever. We haven't really bound that conversation piece. We've kind of left right. it open. We've thrown it out there and said, let's see if it gets any kind of mm -hmm. traction, right? So a really important thing is, is that when that referral calls Andrew Perry and says, hey, Andrew, man, I told my buddy he's going to be selling his home. I gave him your information, I told him to call you. Mm -hmm. You at that point just say, you know what, Andrew, can you do me a favor? Can you call him and ask him if it's okay if, if I have his phone number and email? And just let him know that I'll be giving him a call this afternoon. Yeah, You've now closed that conversation. You've made it more, you've now gone on the offense. You're not waiting for that referral to maybe call. Yeah. Right? That person knows six agents, seven agents, yeah. maybe a hundred agents. Cousin could be an agent. Yep. If you're yep. waiting, they can easily be scooped or sway, swayed by anyone else. So you go on the offense and, you, and that's what you do. That's a really good idea. And you know what? Just as you were saying that, I was 
reminded of how many referrals I let like slip through the cracks because you know agents will um, you know get in touch with me from all over the country in the states and everything um, and they'll say hey look I, I've got this person they're looking to sell they live in your area um, you know I'll, I'll, I'll get them to touch base with you or you know they're not really ready yet and I never thought about. I always just say, "Okay, not a problem. You just let me know whenever they're ready, and and then yeah. we'll make it happen." And it's a really good idea because not only, um, like you said, you're you're on the offense, yeah, and, you, and you're following up with that agent and kind of getting them to follow up with them. So you, you're constantly trying to close that gap to make something work. Yeah, and, and not even agent referrals, just client referrals. And client referrals, good, right? yeah. Like it's it's every referral gets kind of treated the same way, and 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 as long as you do the job that you promise you're going to do, those referrals will keep coming in. And yeah, it's, it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's not rocket idea. science. It's just mm-hmm. it's doing it right. And yeah. and um, you know, I, and I'm sure that it comes off a little bit more professional as well. You know, if if you can do those introductions, either you know on a three way call or even you know through email, which is probably ninety percent of the way that it gets done, yeah. uh, with a little introduction of the person that you're referring to, or you know how you helped him uh, or that past client if it wasn't yeah. an agent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, think about the effect it has on the person that's referring you when you do something like yeah. that, right? They automatically psychologically start to think, wow, this person takes my referrals really seriously. Mm-hmm. I want to give them more. I want to give them more. Right. And, and so that becomes a really unique, um, strategy for people that want to work on referrals is, is getting people to become fans of referring you. Right. Right. Celebrate that. Celebrate that referral. Something as simple as a $25 Starbucks card for someone sending you a referral, mm-hmm. regardless of where that referral goes, mm-hmm. instantly gets them hungry to want to do it again. Absolutely. And right. you know what? Even even the the best job you can do for somebody who's referring you is doing the best job. Yeah. And servicing yeah. them to the absolute best of your ability. Because servicing the referrals, in my opinion, takes top priority than you know, any kind of buyer lead that comes in, no matter what their budget is or, or their time frame, uh, just because you, you owe it to that past client who's referring yeah, you, right? Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll see you in just a couple of minutes. Hello, everyone. My name is Jermaine Chambers, and I'm very excited to tell you about the newest political and current affairs program coming here to Brampton. It's called On Points. The first step of true reconciliation is learning more about one another. Join us on Tuesdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. as we discuss all the issues. I will never forget the trust you put in me. Municipal, provincial, federal, and any issue of national importance, we will talk about on On Point. So do join us. At Benjamin Law, we understand the real cost of personal injuries. As the victim of an accident, you may be the one who's physically hurt, but your main concern is that your family are the ones who will pay the price. Benjamin Law will be there for you, helping, supporting, and working tirelessly to resolve your personal injury case. Call 1-855-899-4878 or visit benjaminlaw.ca and let our family of lawyers help your family. Okay, and we're back. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, so 
off air, we're, we're kind of talking about um, going into our next segment here. And um, what we were kind of discussing is, is the importance of a, of a buyer's agent. And, um, oh. you know, because we, we, you, have a, you hear it all the time where, you know, uh, oh, because we have a, a DDF, um, you know, a data sharing system in Ontario, where sometimes a listing or, or sorry, an agent will get called about a listing that isn't theirs. Yep. And, you know, after finding out uh, from the agent that it's not their listing, some buyers will, you know, navigate or exit out of there and say, sorry, we only want to talk to the listing agent. And why is that something that maybe not necessarily is, is not a good idea, but yeah. why is the buyer agent's role so important for a client? Yeah, I mean, buyer's agent to me is probably the most underappreciated, right? understood yeah. side of, of the real estate business. Um, again, I'm going to throw a shout out to um, a fellow agent in my area, Chuck Charlton. Is is He's on the right side of being a buyer's agent. Like He's mm-hmm. just built a system yeah. that educates buyers um, and, and is so important. And, and I think buyer's agents are so important. And if, if we're going to change public perception around what a buyer's agent value is, yep. then buyer's agents need to start selling themselves as professionals, right? right? Advisors, um, yeah. Yeah, your advisors, right? You're helping someone make a decision on a very, very big, big ticket item. Um, you're giving professional advice. You're telling them what to look for, what not to look for. Yep. You're doing research on the neighborhoods. You're making sure that they don't make mistakes. And and to say that you're just getting free money is, is kind of undermined and underhanded. So value your time, right? Oh, value 100%. your experience. Um, don't be afraid to stand up for, for what you're getting paid yep. because people only make a comment and, and people kind of follow this wave. I mean, the beauty of social media is one person can make a comment about commission, i.e. a company yep. um, that's in the no commissary business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everybody will run with it. And, yeah. and so your automatic thing is the kind of knee jerk reaction is to just give a response. But if you really believe that you bring value, it becomes the conversation becomes a lot mm-hmm. easier to defend yourself right. when you believe it. And so start believing in yourselves and, and what you do as a buyer's agent because you are extremely important. It's, mm-hmm. it's very important. So what are, what are things um, that a buyer's agent can not necessarily offer, but how can they show a client um, you know, their value? Don't be afraid to say no to a client if a client's saying something about a home that that you disagree with show mm-hmm. value yeah, by big. you know by by showing them that you're not just going to sit there and say yes when, when you're just a yes person then then really the client views you as a person that's just there to yeah. collect a paycheck and you're just mm-hmm. going to do whatever it takes to get it but if you're willing to stand there and educate a client when they're making a comment that you know may may or may not make sense and yep. you know you don't agree with it don't be afraid to to give that advice mm-hmm. and, and to kind of speak back and gain credibility that way yeah um Gain proper advice. Be informed about the area that your client's buying in and, and, you know, advise properly. When you see something wrong with a home, point it out. Don't let the client point it out. Yeah. You lose credibility uh, when I that happens, I right? completely agree. And, yeah. and you build so much uh, uh, confidence that the, the buyers have in the buyer's agent when you when you offer the best advice on a home that might not work for them. Yeah. So, for example, I remember when I first got into the market, we were looking at homes uh, I wasn't an agent yet, and I had a great agent, uh, Mike Raholsky, out of Royal LePage, uh, Welland, Ontario. Um, and he essentially said, he's like, Andrew, he's like, you know, I know you've got a young family. Um, you're a young professional. I, I, I know this house looks amazing, but this is actually directly across the Niagara College. 
there's going to be, this is a brand, it was a brand new house. It was in our price range. And we're like, wow, what? come on, man. Don't yeah, do yeah, this yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. But he was like, look, you're going to have parties all night from here, here, here. You have people walking all across your lawn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that stuck with me to this moment that I'm actually talking about them on, on our show. Right. So it, it's, it's, it comes to a point where when you show your value, not only, you know, you might not sell that house right there, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, it's about yeah. selling yourself and building the confidence in yourself. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to impress this mindset upon you. Listen, if you're in this for long term, so if you're not in for real estate for a quick buck and, and yeah. if you are, it's understandable. People make decisions, right? But um, if you're in this long term, you should view every purchase as your potential listing in three to three, five years. Yes. That's how you should approach the buyer. Um, anytime you're dealing with them, any home you're looking at with a buyer, your mindset should be, I'm going to have to sell this in the next three to five years because we know that people move on average every 3.7 years, Yep. right? So that should be your mindset in any buying presentation and anytime mm-hmm. you deal with a buyer. And listen, I'm going to make a lot of people cringe right now. We don't sign BRAs. We're on trust no. here, right? Yeah, like, neither do I. I. I haven't signed a, the, the time I sign a BRA is when my admin office sends me an email and says, you need this if you want your commission yeah. check. Right. right. And and so we're at a confidence level that we build trust and we're not gonna hold a piece of paper. We're not gonna use a piece of yeah. paper to hold someone, you know, hostage um in working with us. It's not to say that we don't present the information. We inform clients of what it is and what yeah. they will be signing, but I don't need that paper to keep a client is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, so what what I do, and I, I learned this actually to give a quick shout out to Kathleen Black Coaching Company. Uh, if you're looking to grow your business, maybe reach out to them. Um, so in Kathleen Black's, she had a summit and they were doing a whole presentation on essentially buyer's agents and their roles. And so what I, what I did is I took the information that I learned from that summit and I built my own kind of buyer's presentation. And so I, I'll tell you the honest to God truth. I don't sit there every time with the client when I first meet them and, you know, go over everything physically. But I have kind of got that presentation down where I explain everything that I can do for them in terms of market research, negotiating the best deal for them. Um, but I, I lay it out like th- this is basically how long I spend working with you. And this is all the value that I add. But and by the end of it, I say all I asked, you, you don't pay me. All I asked for is your commitment to me. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, if, if, if you can give me that loyalty, then I will work as hard as possible for you. So you're right. I, I don't get the BRA signed until we submit the actual offer. But it's very important that you do kind of disclose everything that you do for them, right? Yeah, and, and again, even for, for people that are out there buying a home, I mean, interview your agent. See how many deals yeah. they've done. How informed yep. are they? Um, you know, are they going to provide a professional level service? Are they going to give you the advice you need to hear? Because, listen, if, if all you're doing is picking an agent based on who's going to give you money back or, yeah, or who's going to buy ridiculous. you the biggest TV, um, you you could end up overpaying. That TV that, that you're going to get back that's worth 1500 bucks. You might overpay for us by twenty thousand, mm-hmm. and so that TV just costs you eighteen thousand five hundred dollars, right? So I, I strongly urge people to really get themselves informed and 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 understand the buying side is, is yep. actually vital um, and, and extremely important that you have the right person guiding you on that decision. Yeah, I yeah. agree, and it's just it's so easy, you know, to choose an agent that you know appears to have the best value added services you know, via companies that offer, you know, cash back or stuff like that yeah, or, or other yeah, incentives. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, yeah. it's 
they're they're probably going to want to fight for the highest price because you know they're they got to give away some of their money right so how can they make it up and and i'm not saying that's at all what they do i just it's just it can be easier to do something like that i guess you would say yeah i mean there's always a possibility and we'd like to think that no one you know crosses that that line but you definitely tempt tempt fate there and and you know that that that's there and so um yeah just just be diligent in that and and going through a listing agent listen i I like to focus on the listing side of the business, so I'm I'm, I'm going to somehow shoot myself in the foot here. But it is the honest truth, and that is that that going through a listing agent is no way you know super beneficial to the buyer. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got predetermined contracts set with with listing people that are going to pay us, irregardless right. of where that client comes from. So, uh, sorry, irregardless not even a word. Regardless of where <laughs> that client comes from, I just made that up. Um, regardless of where that client comes from, so um, you know, don't be don't be going through a listing agent because you think you're going to have this you know, deal. At the yeah. end of the day, I'm fiduciary, I have a fiduciary duty to my right. seller, yeah. not to you. You haven't signed anything with me. So to think you're going to get a better deal, mm-hmm. it, you know, you, you should get a buyer's agent. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and like I said earlier, it's, it's you, or sorry, like you said earlier, yeah. it's, it's fair. It's important to interview even buyer's agents. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, even when I first came out on uh, the real estate scene, I did a couple of videos and blogs that were, you know, how to, you know, choose the right listing agent, how to choose the right buyer's agent. And I still strongly believe in everybody, um, you know, that's especially when they're looking for the first time or, um, you know, when you see referrals on Facebook, like, hey, look, I know, a th- I know three people there. Would, why don't you give every single one of them a call? I'll let them know you're giving them a call and just interview them. Find somebody who's right for you because not only is it, um, their expertise but you have to feel comfortable with them as well so we're uh just running out of time on our uh, last break here so we'll be back in just a few moments happy birthday to you happy birthday to you may your dreams all come true happy birthday to you refuse to promote, report on anything negative in the community. Are you retiring smart? Make your home's equity work for you. With your home's equity and our 30 years of experience, the Retire Smart Properties team can help you achieve the quality of life you've always wanted. Our services are 360 degrees. We'll give you advice, take care of staging and selling, and help you find the perfect home and community to transition to. It's time to enjoy the retirement lifestyle you deserve. Visit our website today to learn how you can use your home to retire comfortably. The Retire Smart Properties Team, powered by Remax West. Okay, we're back. Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, so off air, we're kind of talking about, um, you know, building a successful real estate career 
is is the same in any business. Um, it's the same in any personal development, any, anything that you're doing in life. It has to be catered or tailored to what your um, idea of what success is. If you're doing five deals a year, if you want to do 100, um, you know, it, it's all about getting in the right mindset because at the end of the day, if it's money or it's happiness or it's time, we all want to feel like we've done a good job and we're on set, on pace to achieve our goals, whatever they are. And I think building the proper mindset behind it is is plays a huge role, yeah. right? So we were talking off air about, um, you know, if you do have a mindset where doing five deals a year is is what you want to make you happy, then running around emulating things that you know top leaders are doing to sell a hundred deals a year might not be the best idea, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> one of the funniest things now that I look back now, do we just have this conversation off air? Just kind of took me back to when I first got my real estate license, and you kind of come out of real estate school or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and you're like shoot like what do what i do, do now I do? right like like what do i okay do? so i go find a brokerage okay great so now i have an office and now i've got all these dues you know maybe they gave me a few months for you but like, like yeah. okay so now what do i do right what do i do and so we get caught up in the what do i do what do i do and then we start gravitating to all these gimmicks that get sold to mm -hmm. us right because we're hungry we want to get our first yeah. deal but we really haven't decided what it is we're looking to get out of the real estate business and i think that if you're just starting out, that's probably the most important conversation to have. I think so. Um, yep. With yourself, right? Is who am I? Who do I want to serve? What do I need to live the life that I plan on living, mm -hmm. right? And for some people, that might be three deals, depending on the on the Absolutely. average, you know, sale. For some people, that might be ten deals. For some people, it might be twenty, right? Whatever that number is, figure that out, and then mm -hmm. reverse engineer what you have to do to get there. Like to your point, what you just said, Andrew. Like, don't do, you know, a hundred a year team activities if you're only looking to do five deals. Mm -hmm. Do what you need to do to do five deals. Do open houses. Get really good at converting from open houses, right? right. Um, the, the year that I went from, from you know, the demise that I was in, that two-year mark, to blowing up the very next year, we did 17 deals off open houses, yep. right? And and so one of them was was a massive commission, and, and they walked into an open house um, at 347. I'll never forget it. Um, it was actually on that famed listing that I lost yeah. uh, to that agent <laughs> in my office. And by 7.30, they had done a deal with me on a $750,000 purchase. Um, and I'd gone their listing right after that subsequently. So, right. um, you know, open houses are a fantastic tool for new mm -hmm. agents. Try to do as many of them as possible. I agree. Get good at speaking to people. I agree. I agree. And I think um, when we talk about mindset and how it uh, relates, um, you know, to open houses is that... A lot of people, you know, especially when they're first in the business, you think that the open house is there to sell that particular house. No, no. Um, you know, which, which is amazing if that happens, but I, there's like yeah. one to five percent of the chance of yeah. that actually happening. Yeah. And if you change your mindset to to focus on the people that are coming in as not only a potential buyer, but also a potential listing. And then also, you know, from there, you know, another open house that could have a potential listing and buyer, right? Yeah. So you have to change your mindset. Yeah. You don't just allow people to walk in and, and, and stroll through without having a conversation and finding out what their needs are. Yeah, and let me ask you a question just to hammer home how important open houses are. Uh, and then if you're a realtor listening to this, just think about this right now. If someone's walking through an open house without an agent, there's only two reasons. Either their agent doesn't care mm -hmm. 
or they're not working with someone. Right. Right? Because any successful agent is not selling their clients, go run through an open house and I'll come write the deal. Yeah. Any agent that's producing is out there with their clients and showing them homes. So if they're coming into an open house, they're ripe for the picking. Right. Right? They're just ripe totally for the agree. picking. And and when you wrap your head around that and you become really good at open houses, I promise you guys it's the key to to, to, to mm-hmm. success in this business if that's what you're looking for. But again, find out what you're what you're trying to achieve and build yeah. around doing that. And, and I think um, the best way to build that mindset, um, you know, into future business is to literally think about future business and thinking, putting yourself in the future, not, you know, what can I sell these guys today, but how can I show them enough value that not only can we, we and, and what I mean by that is you're not just focusing on buying them a house when they come through the open house. You're thinking about, okay, do you need a house to sell in order to purchase your next home? Um, do you know what number you need to sell your house at in order to purchase enough home? Do, do you understand what that number is? Where did you yeah. get that number from? Yeah. Has anybody like such as my like a realtor uh, valued your house to give you that number? No. Okay. Well, you know, why don't you give me your address and you know, on my way home, I can stop by. Yeah. And you got to think about things like that because. If you're just saying, oh, yeah, well, sorry, this one only has two bedrooms on the main floor. Sorry. You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe come to the, the open house that we're having down the street uh-huh. next week or something. You know what I mean? You, you've really got to think about the future and how you're servicing those. Yeah, and, and don't talk too, too much when they're in the open house, right? Like, you know, have, ask meaningful questions. Let them do yeah. all the talking. Um, don't always go right for the are you working with an agent because people no. are programmed to just say yes. It's a yeah. it's their knee jerk reaction. And yeah. so if you start with that, I've walked into open houses just to like see what other agents do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and when they ask you work with the realtor, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is yes. Yeah. Right. And and so I think um, that's death to a lead is asking right. do you are you working with an agent yep. or making that the leading question into any. Yeah. conversation with someone that just walked into an open house yeah i, like, I totally agree yeah. and if you could imagine yourself going to shop for uh you know a pair of pants or something and you know you're in the store and the sales associate comes up to you and says hey can i give you some help today oh no I, that's okay i'm just looking yeah okay well what are you looking for are you looking for uh are you going to a party are you looking for something casual are you looking to play sports what, what are you looking mm. for well I don't, I don't know i just just casual i guess Okay, well, what do you wear when you're just sitting around the house? You know, and, it, and it's small small things like that. Obviously, like you said, you don't want to annoy the person who's just coming in, yeah. right? But yeah. but there's certain ways uh, to deliver those questions that, um, you know, offer you know, a sense of credibility to those clients when you're walking in. Yeah, and you can't ask someone clients. for the business if you don't earn their trust, right? Absolutely. So, so you have to lead with, with value building and, and trust building. And once you've got, you need to build yourself up to a point that you're allowed to ask for, for the business, right? Yeah. Um, you look at any major company that's going to pitch another company, they don't just walk in and go, can I buy you? Yeah. You know, they, they got to provide reasons as to why they're going to buy them and then they make the offer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so no different than, than when you're approaching a buyer or even a listing is you got to go in, you got to talk. Right. And then at that point, you get permission in the conversation to ask for the business. And the most important part is asking for the it's business. Asking for the right? business. Like just saying, hey, I, we want to work with you. Do you want to work with us? Mm-hmm. And and that to me is probably the most underutilized tool in real estate right now, specifically for someone that's just starting out. Right. Okay. And so what if if what advice would you give to a rookie agent um, who's just starting out and wants to get into um, you, you know the business of open houses essentially? 
Yeah, I mean, reach out to, reach out to the agents. There's going to be agents in every office that produce that that you know historically have listings. Reach out to those agents. Ask them to do their open houses. Um, when you get their open houses, don't expect the agent to sit there and advertise. Market yourself, right? right. Market the open house yep. around yourself. Bring people to you. Um, when I first started, when I was doing that, I would go get brochures printed with all my branding on it. Right, absolutely. Right? And, and branding could be anything at the beginning. Just make it look like it's you. Absolutely. And and so you know, go sub out all the information to the open house. Get yours there. When people come in, have real conversations about people. Find out what they're doing. They more than likely aren't even looking anywhere near the price range of the house that you're doing yeah. an open house in. But they saw a sign, so they popped in. Yeah. Right. Like, I've had people walk into million dollar open houses with with you know four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar you know budget. Yeah. But they wanted to see it. Of and course. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But now I'm going to get you as a client. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So so understand everything that's around you. Really find out what people are looking for, and then provide value and ask for the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely reach out to any agent i mean most agents probably have an open house list that they email out to the yeah. to the to the agents yeah. um but it's important to find you know if you're just starting out and you live in the area pick an open house that you you know a lot about the area maybe you grew up there maybe your mom grew up there something like that um but you know what we're in the tail end here so andrew thanks for coming on yeah, the show thank you for having me uh it's plug time uh you know just <laughs> let everybody know where you're yeah. working again how they can get a hold of you and yes yeah, so it's associates we service halton peel um on the residential side and the commercial side we're pretty much gta broad um we'd love to help you and, and your referrals out if you're ever in the area check us out atia underscore and underscore associates on instagram um and then atia and associates facebook page um and we just bought MyPro Realtors, so that'll be up soon. MyProRealtors.ca will be the new website for us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, guys, thank you very much for tuning in again. We will see you next week at 10 a.m. Thanks, Thanks. Andrew. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks.